you are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Oh This Podcast. This is episode 42 of Oh This Podcast. Steve, thank you for joining me here. Um, we're doing this over the internet today. How's it? Oh, how, yes. How are you doing out there in the Bay Area? I'm doing well, man. We're, uh, you know, doing doing our internet's thing, and uh, we've got all our technology lined up, I think. So everything's looking good so far. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you, everybody, for joining us for another edition of oh, This Podcast. Um, we're going to be taking, and this is going to be an episode that's going to be out of character uh, for us from the normal format of oh, This Podcast. Um, our episode for this podcast, uh, for this episode, uh, is going to focus on a discussion that is going to be surrounding mental health. It's going to be surrounding depression, anxiety, and how to seek out help, and also how to offer help if someone seeks out for you. So if that, I encourage everybody to stay on and listen to this as this is something that's very, very important to our hearts. But we t totally understand that if this topic is not in the wheelhouse of what you're wanting to listen to or be involved with, um, you can take and go listen to any of the other 41 episodes that we have here. And we will be back to um, potentially, you know, another topic that you'll enjoy uh, in the future. Exactly. Um, it's it's something that's near and dear to us. Um, and if you like, like Patrick said, if you want to continue listening, we'd love to have you stay on. Um, if you want to listen to more Limp Biscuit and Wiener jokes, you can go back to the back catalog. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so our topic tonight is not meant to encompass the entirety of mental health, but it's to share and discuss various things that both Steve and myself uh, feel are important to share from our lives um, and bring awareness to what this is. There is a disclaimer in this episode um, that we are not, Steve and I are not, are not mental health professionals. And any advice given in this show should be taken as opinions, as personal opinions that may have worked for us um, to deal with stress, anxiety, depression, different things there. But if you need to seek, first, seek further help, please seek help from a trained mental health professional or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273-8255 or 1-800-273-TALK to get further ongoing support. Um, that's in the United States for there. Um, so Steve, before we jump into this topic, why don't you tell anybody who's listening a little bit about oh, this podcast, where they can find us, where they can follow us and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, check us out at ohthispodcast.com. Uh, it's where we keep all of our, our shows and all the information about the show and what we're up to. Um, you can visit us there. Uh, you can catch, uh, you know, you can also download the uh, show through your uh, favorite uh, preferred podcast apps. Um, we're out there on the interwebs for your enjoyment. Uh, you can also uh, check us out at oh, this podcast on uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. You can uh, like the page there, follow our Twitter account uh, where we post random musings and sometimes polls and all sorts of good stuff there. And uh, we've got our support uh, portals out there, whether you want to check out on uh, ohthispodcast.com. We've got uh, ways you can support the show there. 
Um, you can also, uh, um, you know, check us out on Patreon if you want to support the show that way too. So short and sweet uh, this week. We won't, uh, you know, we won't beat around the bush here. That's uh, that's the show notes, and that's where you can find us. Absolutely, Steve. Thank you. Um, the reason this is important um, for us to talk about and to, to dedicate an episode is we have a platform here with this podcast, um, and it is it, it's something that is very important to my heart and Steve's heart that we you know, not only use this uh, platform of this podcast as an entertainment source, but also to share um, things that we think are valuable and important to the world. And one of the things that has come up to us is handling mental health issues, uh, specifically around depression, um, anxiety, um, and different things in that nature. And I want to take and share some personal um, stories about that uh, to take in kind of like give a little bit of a background as to why we feel like this is important and why we want to talk about it today. Um, about a month ago, I was sitting in my living room. We uh, affectionately have joked about it on previous episodes. That is the learning annex. Um, but I was sitting in my living room and all of a sudden out of the blue, um, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, uh, function. Uh, it felt like the weight of the world and the entire apartment upon me was crushing in. Um, I started to feel faint. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I had never felt this feeling in my life before. And it was very, very scary. Um, it felt like my heart was beating out of my heart or my, out of my chest. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go to help. And I felt shame that I didn't know how to take and control this on myself. And what had happened and what I realized out of this, this incident was I was having a panic attack. And it was induced because of stress and different things that were going on and different triggers um, that were in my life that were very like that I wasn't aware of. Um, it was a very difficult thing to take in physically difficult because I had no idea and no um, how to take and stop it. And I thought I was broken. And it was a very, very challenging, challenging moment. But what that that incident really, really took and was able to do for myself was it gave me the opportunity to start to seek out help. And through going to seek out help and through going to seek professional treatment um, and through the support and loving and unconditional support of my support system and people around me, I've started to like understand some of the things that uh, I was struggling for. The panic attack was just the end of a long, long thread of different things that have affected my life. Um, and a lot of it can be traced back to um, the month of February. And during the month of February in 1992, I have celebrated my seventh birthday on the 7th of February. And on the 24th of February, my mother passed away um, after a three and a half year battle with uh, melanoma skin cancer. And what I didn't realize at the time, you know, you, you grow up and you never know that what you're doing is like some traumatic incident at some point in time will take and affect you for your, your life. The 26th anniversary will be coming up here in roughly three weeks. And I didn't know that the incident of and the trauma and the hurt around the grief and the loss had affected me tremendously for over 26 years to a point where I thought that the world was crushing down on me. And so the part that was very, very difficult for me was I didn't know how to get help. I didn't know how to seek help. I didn't know 
that it was okay to seek help. I felt shame. Uh, yeah, it's, I just want everybody to know it's okay and you're not alone. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, I think to your point there where you're talking about feeling shame and not knowing uh, where to look and where to turn, um, it, it's it, because it is this foreign uh, type of, of feeling to you. And um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's very common. Like, I think that's something that's, uh, I, I don't want to say universal across, you know, uh, situations, but uh, I would say it's a very common, uh, a common feeling. And it's, it really, you know, it takes, um, just a mountain of, of effort, physical effort and mental effort just to go about, uh, finding that strength and that courage to say, Hey, I need, I've got this issue and I need to find, I need to get some help with it. Um, and then that, I mean, that's just coming to terms with, you know, finding and deciding you need help much less going about finding a professional or someone near you that can actually, you know, assist with it too. So it's a, it is a incredibly challenging, uh, mental, physical, uh, problem. And, but I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, I think there needs to be more attention brought to it. I think there needs to be um, more community resources to say, hey, if you need help, uh, you know, here's a list of people. Here's a, you know, here's people in your area. And, and it, to, a, to a large degree, the internet has helped a lot with that. Um, but it's still a challenge. It's not, a, it's not an easy task. So when you have all these things kind of coming together and you're in this uh, perilous state, uh, to be able to pull it off, uh, I mean, it, it helps to have people around you and it helps to, uh, um, you know, just have, have people paying attention. Um, some people aren't afforded that and it's, it's really sad. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're a person that's, if you're around someone who's struggling, uh, or you think that they might be struggling, um, I mean, you, you want to do your best not to be intrusive and you don't want to be a, uh, uh, you know, and, and coax some feelings of animosity or anything like that out, out from somebody. But if you have a suspicion, um, or, or just, you know, just try and broach in, in conversation. And that's, I mean, just have that, have that talk and it could be nothing. I mean, sometimes people just have shit days or shit weeks, shit months. Um, but if, if you suspect it's something deeper, um, don't be afraid to raise that, raise that concern with someone that you care about because, uh, you know, sometimes people aren't able to do it on their own. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, like one of the big things that I understood or that was good for me is when I felt comfortable to like, like I knew that I couldn't do this on my own. I couldn't figure out how to, you know, solve this problem. I had been trying for so many years on my own to solve this problem. And like, once I finally was like, Hey, I need help just like from somebody else or from other people. And once I opened up and I started to understand this, people were, opened up to me again saying, Hey, you're not alone. I've been dealing with X, Y, Z stress. I struggle with depression. I do this. Here's different ways that you can take and help. You know, here's something that I've worked with that might be something that can help you out. Or here's some scenarios that are due. The, the thing that I th felt like, and I, I hit on it in the first like little bit was the shame of asking help is pride is your pride. And, thinking that you're broken and it's okay to not be perfect. I always thought it was, I needed to be perfect. And so 
knowing that you can ask for help and other people are struggling with this is not like you're not trying to hold it, lord it over somebody else. It's it's a way to take in, you know, I think that we need to just be able, like Steve, I honestly think that we just need to be able to talk about this more openly as a mm-hmm. way like to take in, you know, before it's too late, before situations arise where you sit, you're sitting and feeling like the world is crushing in on you. And yeah, it's, I mean, there is a certain uh, stigma, whether that's a, a, a self-perceived stigma or a, or a, a social stigma that's actual reality. Um, there, there is something there that says, you know, oh, you, don't, you know, it's, it's a weakness to admit help. And, and part of that, I think, is a little bit of self-defense too. Is, is Absolutely. You know, your, Absolutely. Your mind trying to protect your mind. Um, so it's a uh, kind of a, uh, a, a, you know, a spiral there that uh, can, can lead to some dark things. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, I think uh, you, the, the, you got to realize that every, every person that might be dealing with something like this too is unique. Um, and you, you don't want to like, that's why I think just having a conversation about it, one opens a lot of paths to uh, more a further acceptance uh, amongst, you know, the general public, but it's uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of damage that can come out of like a, a very, you know, a brief but meaningful conversation about it. Um, you're not necessarily being, um, you know, offensive to a person or anything like that because you have to realize like some of these people might be dealing with some pretty profound stuff and if you you know if you push too hard or you get too involved um it might make them retreat further or experience you know further symptoms of 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 the issues that they're having um or that you know they may have anxiety over just the mere fact that they think they need help and that's causing further anxiety and absolutely yeah you have to you have to be careful um so so that you're not you're not causing harm um but it's like i said it's hard to cause a a ton of harm from just having a simple conversation yeah um i mean and ultimately um if it's if it's a serious concern a serious issue um you're gonna do more even if it causes some uh discomfort is you're gonna cause more good than than harm in the long run too yeah absolutely so like just the points i want to try to hit on is like if you are struggling with depression, anxiety, you know, any social disorder, like a lot of different social disorders, know that you're not alone. Just please know that you're not alone. And if you think you're alone, you're not alone because there's always somebody that will be available to that. Um, it, it's tough. Like seek out the help of family members. If you can't trust or go seek out family members, seek out friends. If you can't do that, try to seek out professional help whether it be, you know, a psychologist or a social worker or somebody, you know, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, please seek out the help to get the help when it's needs. And also, like Steve's been saying this before and trying to do this, as somebody who has sought help, um, it is crucial if you are, if somebody comes to you needing help, to just please be there and be supportive. And support is crucial. And, like, don't try to fix it because... There's nothing, it, something might not be broken. There might not be a solution to fix it, but unconditional love and support and being there for something. I know that from my perspective, dealing with this incident, um, the unconditional love and support from the support system and for people that I've reached out to personally, um, confidentially and everything has been more than enough that has helped me get through this, um, this 
I'm not going to call it an incident because it's uh, basically 20 some odd years of stress and things that have gone in from a very traumatic incident of related to uh, the loss of a parent and a loved one. Um, so there's sometimes people just need to be able to talk and be vulnerable. And that's where the shame part needs. Like it took me a long time to take and understand that, um, to take that shame out and then to get past that. So like, just want to echo that those sentiments 100% more, um, from that. So I know it's not, it's not the easiest thing to talk about. No, it's, it's a, it's not easy. It's not a casual, it's, it's not a know this podcast conversation. Like this, it's a, I mean, we're having it obviously, but, uh, it's not, it's not light and fluffy and, and just goof around time. Like it's, uh, you know, it can be a life or death, uh, for some people. And, uh, you know, you, you, you've got to, you've got to make those efforts. Um, and another thing that I want to, uh, talk about too, um, is, I think one, not necessarily like a, a, you know, the end all be all as far as ways to, you know, combat these things or, or deal with it. But uh, I think I think a thing that we, especially in like American society, don't do enough is, uh, you know, and and some people from overseas might say, you know, oh, Americans are very selfish and things like that. But in in general, American society like doesn't really take uh, a lot of time to practice like self care. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. and we, you know, we, we do a lot, we put ourselves out there a lot. And for a lot of people, uh, that in and of itself can be very draining. Um, and you need to know, you have to, you have to study yourself, um, and know, and try to get to know yourself well enough, uh, to the point where you can find things that help you recharge and help you, uh, you know, deal with some of these stressful situations and anxieties that you might have. Um, it's no, it's, it's certainly not a, uh, uh, a cure, uh, for any, you know, for a serious health issue, but if it can help alleviate stresses and, and anxieties and, and those types of concerns, it can help prevent, uh, you know, more serious incidences. It can help alleviate some of those things where, uh, maybe, you know, maybe avoid a bigger problem in the future. Um, so I think it's just a matter of like finding those things that, that help you. Like for me, um, like it may, it may not seem this way, you know, from the, from the show. I mean, we yap all, you know, for an hour, hour and a half at a time. Um, but I'm a super introverted person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like, if I'm sitting there quietly in a, in a corner, like, and that's not the American ideal. Like that's everyone, you know, that everyone's out there and, and loud and boastful. It's like, no, me, like just sit me somewhere quietly and I'm, I'm fit to be tied. Like that's, that's where I'm at. Um, but unfortunately that means that, you know, in, in real life, I'm not going to have that opportunity a lot. So I have like me personally, and this is not like a mental health issue, but it helps me leave my, you know, stresses. It's like, all right, I, f- I find things that I can do that recharge me. So whether that's, sitting around playing guitar for an hour or something like that, or just reading or just like even just going through and like being in a quiet area, like going through my computer, just working on certain things, like without interruption. Um, like those are all things where I can get recharged and, mm-hmm. and get to back to an even keel from a very stressful point. Um, so yeah, like try and, and work, I would say work on yourself 
to the point where you can start finding those things that help you cope and help you and not just cope, but ultimately uh, combat and, and, and balance yourself out um, so that you can, uh, you know, you can live a, a healthier overall life. I mean, stress is awful for you. Um, it's, it's absolutely awful for you. Uh, it has physical effects as well as mental effects. So um, finding those things that can, that you can uh, really enjoy and um, find, find, you know, sol- take solace in, uh, those, those are really important. Yeah, really, and, really important. yeah, absolutely. And I think from my perspective and some of my learnings right now is like I've seen that not only is stress, like I think that from my personal thing is anxiety fuels stress which fuels depression. Like, Mm -hmm. so from my perspective, it's like when I get anxious, I sometimes try to seek out and I get stressed in the situation. And then that stress and anxiety leads to insomnia, which then leads to more stress, which more stress. And then there's, it's a self, like it's a self, uh, it's, it's recursive. It just gets worse and worse. It's like a snowball going downhill. Exactly. It just gets worse and worse. But, um, there's things that I've learned just by going and seeking professional help um, and just talking with people and learning about myself and learning things that I I think that could be beneficial for, you know, others who may be listening and stuff like that. Uh, So I just got a couple of things that were really important points that I just want to talk about. And Steve, you can chime in uh, on some of these as, as we go down as well. Um, But one of the ones that I thought was important was when you apply previous fears and stored experiences, uh, like you're all always taking oh x someone did this to me someone did this to me then to any current situations um it is it can be a not healthy thing because it can rob you from growing as a person and experiencing the world that is present to you right then and there um that is one of the things that I've tried to like tr- have seen right now it's like when you live by the hurt and all the grief and the struggles of previous traumas and different things and apply it to every situation that you're going on going forward, you know, you're never going to take and be able to take and fully appreciate, you know, and it's unfair to different situations to giving it. You're basically automatically putting up a wall that you're not going to take and go out of your comfort zone to take and potentially grow because you've been wronged or hurt before. It's really interesting. I've like, it, it takes sometimes you have to take and see this consistently to be able to like appreciate that. Like you've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So that's one that it, like is really, really important that, and the reason I'm listing these is not only just like to take and put them out for the world for help. It's just also to reaffirm to myself that these are important. Um, one of the big things that um, I've learned over these past is you are lovable as a human being. And it's it's okay to not be perfect. And it's okay to be loved. And it's okay to love people. It's hard to do sometimes. And when you've felt trauma and grief and struggled with that, sometimes you may think it's you. And it's not. And if that's the case and you do think that, it's hard. It's very hard to take and unwind those things, but know to yourself that you are lovable, and it's okay. It's okay for you to seek help. You're not going to be able to do this. We have experiences, but you need to be like you myself need to be able to grow through this to be able to take and be 
you know, the best person, like, and to be the best person for the world, you know? Yeah. And know that it's a process too. It's not a, it's, you know, the, the, the hardest thing I think with mental health uh, issues, uh, or I shouldn't say the hardest, but one of the hardest things is, um, you know, you, you break a, you break a leg, you know, you, you put it in a, you put it in a cast and it, and it heals itself. Um, but that, that's a process too. Um, but there's just no, you know, there's not necessarily a, a, a physical, um, you know, while there may be physical symptoms of, of anxiety and depression and mental illnesses, um, it, it's not as, it's not necessarily as apparent. Uh, so it's not as, it's not as obvious as, oh, look, you've got a broken leg. So let's find a way to, you know, patch that thing up. Uh, you, it, you go, you work on these things and it's a, it's a process in which, you, I mean, you may not, it's, it may not be something that's cured, so to speak, but if you can learn and grow through it, um, you're, you're going and able, are able to, um, you know, separate some of those things out and, and balance some of those things out. Um, and, and just understand, uh, what the situation is, um, you, you can be better off for that. Uh, and so I, I, I hesitate to say healed or, or fixed because some of these things are lifelong, you know, conditions that you may have to deal with. And that's not to be scary. That's just to be upfront and realize like, this might be something I have to cope with. Um, so how do we go about doing it? Is it in, and I think the best way is one to start and two realize that it's going to take some time. And, uh, you know, just, just realize that, uh, you know, it can be better. Um, but you just need to take your time and go through it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next point that I want to make is kind of something that I, that you're going to, you've already echoed, but I want to take and bring it into a little bit more, like a little bit more focus too. It's like, Steve says when it's stressful, he takes time as an introvert, you take time to do things, you know, read or play guitar or do this. But one thing that you, uh, that I've learned is you need to take time to unwind and recharge and focus and taking it for yourself. And it's extremely important, not just for you, if you're stressed out to take time and unwind, it's actually more important. It's important for you, tremendously important for you, but it's an act of love for the people around you because taking the time for yourself, unwind, being clear of thought, being clear of mind, taking and being in the present moment will allow you to experience life in the present, um, which oftentimes there's many, many things that we can think of that will take us back to dwell on the future and look towards the, or dwell on the past and look towards the future. But we oftentimes get so caught up in, I need to go do this to do this to do this, that we kill our health and we're stressed out. Or I can't do that because of this limiting factor there. And it's unfair to people around you. Like, and so it's, I'm not trying to say this from like a selfish kind of way. Take the time for yourself. But also if you're trying to think of it from a selfless kind of way, the people that love you need you to be there. And they need you to yeah. be present. And so if you're always running around and you're just stressed out when you're there and present in that stressful moment, you're not actually there. Yeah. It's a very interesting thing. Um, the next point that I want to make, and this is going to be a little tough. And if you haven't experienced a trauma or grief before you, it may not be something that comes off and is, is truly relatable, but then I, what I want to say is going back to the point is if someone comes to you that has gone through this 
please be there and be supportive. Um, because trauma and grief have real tangible pain. Tangible pain that can render the person experiencing it unable to function as themselves. It renders them unable to take and process thoughts rationally, justify their decisions, make be happy, live a happy life. And the longer that you, if you're suffering from this, live with certain things that are bottled up. If you just try to take and push the trauma and the grief and the pain and not try to work with these things and not try to figure out the root cause, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. And you're going to, it's going to be very tough. But if you live with this bottled up, it will cause physical damage to your body. It will 100% do that. You will take and experience stress beyond belief. You will experience potentially high blood pressure, like any manifestations of physical health. Like even if you're not thinking about it from a standpoint of like very, very tough things, like you may struggle with uh, consumption and to to take and figure out ways to um, hurt the pain. So what I'm trying to get at here for me is in my life, I played football for a very, very long period of time. And football was an outlet for me. It was a way that I started playing in middle school all the way up through college. And the main reason I got very good at football was because it allowed me to take it in an environment hurt somebody and get the anger out because I couldn't cope with my feelings and communicate them properly uh, about the loss and the pain of my mother's death. Um, and so on the football field, when I got hit, okay, it nothing, no hit I ever got t took was as bad as what that feeling was, the emotional pain. And no hit, and I got to take and level people out too, and it was good. But now living at this, living now about to turn 33 in a week, uh, and seeing this, the physical manifestations of playing football, trying to cope with it, bad knee, bad shoulder, bad this. It's very difficult. So if you're struggling with this, there's short-term things that are going to be there. There's long-term things. Their dependency on substances can be hurting you. Like, Steve, I know you're looking at this. Like I know you have some thoughts about this, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's one of the things where um, it's like we kind of talked about before. Some of these things snowball, and uh, um, you know, you, you deal with these. Everyone deals with them in their in their own ways first initially, and that's how um, some of these things can really get out of control when you uh, you know when you look at like addiction and things like that, or even just overconsumption and and things of that nature. You're looking at all right if you can't find a healthy way, a healthy outlet, um, for releasing those, those stressors. Um, and you, you've chosen to move into, uh, you know, substances or eating or what, whatever the case may be. I mean, you're really, you, you start compounding things and you make it, uh, you're making, it, it gets to be harder to unwind and harder to start, you know, then you're, then you're talking about treating, multiple things instead of just one. And, and it's not, it's not a, a thing that's at fault. Um, it's just when you, when you have those things come up, it, 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 it's just a, it can spiral so quickly. And that's why, again, that's why we're going back, having this conversation, 
just trying to 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 head it head some of that stuff off at the pass. And if if it helps one person from you know doing you know or, or experiencing something like that, um, you know, then then fantastic. Like this, that'll be the best podcast we ever do. Um, it's just uh, there. It, it's it's there's just so much to to unwrap. Um, I I mean I don't want to. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. I don't want to, you know, put anyone's experiences, you know, uh, ahead or behind of others, uh, because every, every case and every individual is unique. Um, but it's just, uh, um, you know, whatever, whatever can be done, um, to mitigate some of this stuff is, is, you know, uh, one of the most noble things in the world, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the next point that I want to take in Thing that I've talked and found as I've been learning and reading and trying to discover different things about myself that it, it's something that has really upset me. Um, and it's not, it kind of ties back to that shame portion. Um, but we live in a culture that dis- describes and defines, I'm going to use masculinity, but it's also, it's any type of gender role. It's, you have a certain role based upon what you do and you have to act a certain way. And these you know, people use these like definitions and tags and masks. And there's this great book I can share the link to um, that I've been reading um, that, you know, it says that like, there's these things that we say, we try to measure ourselves up to be, and they're socially glorified in society as like, Oh, I'm, I'm a man because I can control anything or have athletic prowess or this, that, the other thing. And there's different society norms of what those terms are. I'm just going to flat out and say, I call bullshit on a lot of those, uh, those masks and things that society defines us to do it. And I think that a lot of the tough parts that I've struggled with is if I say these feelings that I'm feeling, and if I get help, I'm not a man because I can't figure out how to do it myself. And one of the things that was the biggest thing that I was able to learn is once I was able to open up and seek help and know that I wasn't perfect and know that I was lovable and know that I, people were there for me, it helped me to be able to say that and to feel courage and to, you know, actually work on myself. And so one of the things that I want to take and try to take and articulate is it's okay to seek help again. Um, you are not alone. And the shame, there should be no shame in, in stigma and anything like that. There should absolutely be no shame. And yeah, yeah one of the points that I'm trying to think and one of the things that I said is as I, one of the times that I was talking to my psychologist, like I, I, it was right before I walked in and it was, we said like, I, we talked about it for about 15 minutes and it's like, how come when everybody asks you, how are you doing? The response that comes out is usually a four letter word. Good, fine, this, that, the other, you know, it's usually something that's trite. It's concise and it never says, you know, cause if you ask me how I was today, there were going to be 16 things that were really great. There's going to be four things that were really bad. There's going to be about 65 things that were mediocre. Uh, Not mediocre, but like ho-hum, normal. How can you sum up those, that spectrum of what life is like in four letters? 
And I think that's part of the problem is we give these contrite answers of like, fine, good, because we don't want to open up and feel shame. We don't want to feel judged. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Like, I cut you off a little bit there, but that was part of the point. No, no, no. Not to cut you off, but. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. No, I, I think, and, and I just, I just used one of those four letter words. Um, but uh, the, the, I, I, I want to echo that too. It's like, um, I think part of that is um, feeling a bit of a feeling as if it, it's a burden. Uh, I think, I think some of it's cultural. Uh, I think we, uh, as Americans uh, are a bit transactional. So it's a, it's a matter of time, so to speak. It's, Oh, how, how's it going? This is just a courtesy. So I'm going to give the obligatory answer and move on with my day uh, rather than providing a actual thought or an actual, uh, uh, you know, feeling out of it. Uh, one, like you said, because of the fact that we don't necessarily want to open up, but I think there's a, there's a transactional nature there where you don't feel, uh, like you, like maybe that person has earned learning, you know, finding mm-hmm. and, and yep. getting that extra thought too. So, um, when you have, uh, close friends and close and family and loved ones and all those people who are, uh, near and dear to you that you, that you do love, um, you know, those people, uh, that, you know, those are people that are there to help you. And if you are talking with them, like those are the people that you should, and, and not to say that, uh, you know, everyone has to have that same experience, but like those people are there for you and you can talk with them. They can, uh, you can be comfortable with them. And, you know, in, in most instances, uh, you can, and you should, you know, share as much as you can, uh, with those that are willing and you feel have earned the right to the right to know. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes that, that takes doing on your, your part. And sometimes that takes doing on the other person's part. Um, but, uh, it's a, I think if we can avoid being transactional, um, and, and just like you said, cliched and trite, um, and, and if, when you can share, open original thoughts like there's a lot of room for growth there and a lot of room for healing and a lot of room for just progress so um those are types of situations where um you know when when they happen uh, it can it can do a lot for people yeah absolutely um and to kind of go on one of my last points of the things that i've learned um in these like in these discoveries is meditation is and taking a moment for yourself and regularly of regularity of pra- that practice can yield some great benefits. And I know we're going to go back to it's taking the time to unwind and stuff like that. But it was recommended for me to try out the app Headspace. And we're not affiliated by them. And, but I highly recommend you go do this. And so I think I just hit 32 days in a row of uh, consistent usage of it. And over 12 hours of meditation. And that's not trying to like say that, oh, I'm doing this all the time or anything like this. But I didn't just download the app tomorrow and or t- didn't download the app yesterday. And I'm going to talk about it today. I'm going to tell you some really real things that have happened for it. Headspace has and meditation and just the practice of getting that has allowed me to figure out ways to cope. If I'm stressed in a situation, going to that, it has taught me ways to control my breathing help that out to take in 
reduce anxiety and bring yourself back to the world and be yourself in that present moment. It's very, like, you can take and do it. It's not like, I'm not one who's like, you think of meditation and there's always, somebody's going to take and give the connotation of like, you're in a hippie commune or something like that. Um, Or, you know, in India or somewhere, you know, sitting cross-legged, uh, trying to sit there for hours to try to find enlightenment. It's it. You know what it looks to me? I'm sitting in my chair or I'm in bed before going to sleep, and it's literally just being present with myself to turn the, to train the mind and turn the mind uh, and become aware of my thoughts. And so that was the big thing. It's like once you can take and start to use this to become aware of your thoughts, um, you can start to be able to process things more. Uh, more effectively. Uh, and I'm not, the part that's tough with anything is like, you're not broken. Sometimes we're not taught or have all the tools to be or, or equipped to take and handle what life throws at us. I was seven years old. I didn't know how to deal with grief. I didn't even know what grief was. When I was five years old, I saw my mother have a seizure on our kitchen floor. That traumatic incident, I didn't have the tools for. But what we have now is now I have this thing, this practice of meditation that allows me to take and see things and try to train my mind to think about different things. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it's calling it meditation. I mean, you could you can call it what you want. Um, it's really just a, a, a period of conscious, uninterrupted uh, thought. Uh, it doesn't, like you said, there's, there's connotation of, Oh, or, you know, sitting cross-legged, you know, making, making noises and, and all this stuff or, or, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's, that's not what it has to be. Like you said, you could be sitting in a, in a chair and just present in the moment. Yep. Um, it, as long as, you know, it, it can be whatever you, wherever you find your comfort, wherever you find, get rid of that distraction, whatever works for you. Um, there's no, right or wrong it you just it's just a matter of of doing in that situation um it's it's not a uh it's it's not a right or wrong it's not a yes or no um it's just it's just a a a period of time where you can think reflect um and let yourself uh try to work through some of these things without being um you know without being bothered by by any number of things absolutely absolutely um, Steve, before I wrap up the show, um, I want to turn it over to you um, to kind of give your summation of what your thoughts are about this topic. Um, I know you've hit a bunch of these different points there, but I know that you'd want to take and potentially, you know, just give a recap from uh, your perspectives on this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have been fortunate um, in my life to have a really strong support system around me of, of family and friends, um, you know, the, the whole, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, um, that has really, um, afforded me the luxury of not having to, uh, necessarily cope with a lot of adversity and cope with a lot of negative and, and difficult things. Um, and, that's not something that everyone is afforded. Um, I mean, I've, I've gone through some shit in my life. I've had some tough times. Um, and I've, 
coped with it and maybe it hasn't been the best way to do it. Um, maybe I could have been more proactive and in, in seeking help and in, in getting, uh, uh, getting things addressed in a more efficient manner or just a different manner so that I'm not constantly relying on my own defenses and what I, you know, what I know how to do and how to process. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that don't have it and don't have that. Um, I have some very close friends who have dealt with, uh, just really, really tough things in their lives. And, uh, you know, just for me, it's, it's always been a matter of, uh, you know, anything I can do. And you, you kind of have to be a chameleon if you're going to be in, in support. Um, you, you kind of have to be able to adapt to the needs of that individual person uh, or the, or the people that, you know, that you're dealing with. Um, because one size doesn't fit all with this. Um, it's a, uh, everything is unique. Every situation has a different set of circumstances. And, uh, yeah, you really, um, you know, if, if you are advantaged in that way and you haven't had to, um, or, or, or maybe it hasn't happened to you yet. Um, but it, it might at some point, but if you can, uh, avail yourself, make an effort to avail yourself to, those that you think might need help or those that you know need help um you know there's there's no uh there's no downside to it um what's i mean what's the worst that could happen it, it takes a little bit of your time it takes a little bit of your effort um really i mean grand scheme of things uh you know if if it if it comes down to saving someone's life is 20 minutes of talking on the phone or just going out to grab a bite to eat or any number of activities or things that you can do for someone that would uh, make their day brighter, make their day, you know, help them deal with a tough situation. Um, fucking just go do it. Like don't, don't have pride. Don't, don't be so selfish. Um, and, and those types of things just go out and uh, go out and be helpful because uh, you don't know when you might need that help too. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to wrap up this episode here, but I'm going to try to do it. And I just want to say thank you. This might be tough. This might be really tough. But know that you're not alone. If you have the means to be helpful and support, support. You never know what it's like until you're in those situations. If someone's coming to you and needs the help, please be supportive. If you need the help and you're scared to ask for it, call us, text us, send a message to their Facebook. We'll try to help you get to the person you need to get to. Know that there's people that are there. Things that we've laid out in this situation have worked for us in this time. But it's fragile right now. Like, we're not perfect and don't assume to be perfect. These are our opinions on things that are there. And what works for us and what works for me and Steve and other people are different. And it's not going to be the carte blanche for everything. And I'm not going to pretend to understand everybody's situation. But I can understand the, the gravity of the pain that is associated with stress anxiety and depression it's very tough i've seen it i've seen it manifest in my life i've seen different things i've seen people that have myself included like have bottled it up and just 
self-destructive and different things. There's, it's very, very tough. Again, you are not alone. It is okay to seek help, and please seek help. Our goal out of this episode isn't to take and promote anything. It's just if we can take and sit here and share our experience to have somebody else who might be hurting to take and get help and seek help, that's our thing. Again, we are not mental health professionals, and any advice that we have given so far should be just taken as opinions. If you need help, please seek help from trained mental health professionals or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. It's extremely important to us that we talk about this issue because it's not talked about as much, and it's, it's very sad that it's not talked about it. Steve, uh, I, I thank you for taking and being here today. This was a challenging episode. Uh, it was an enlightening one as well uh, to talk about. And if there's one ask that we have, Steve and myself have, is please share this episode with people because it might help them know it's okay if they hear our stories and stuff like that. Steve, can you take us out? Yeah, everybody. Um, like Patrick said, uh, do, you know, this, this, we're not asking for a share here because it's promoting our show or, or getting it out there to, you know, bring in our legions of fans or any shit like that. Um, share it because uh, if, if you think it's going to make a difference in someone's life, um, you know, it's, it's, we could give a, could give a flying fuck whether, you know, we get five more likes on our, on our, facebook page because someone listened it would it would mean the world to us if uh you know we we heard somewhere some way that someone was listening to the show and it, and it helped them so um like i said we we've got the show on ohthispodcast.com you can check us out there you can get the show on any of your preferred podcast mediums uh you can check us check us out we'll uh, have some stuff up on facebook we also have our twitter account follow, follow us at, at oh this podcast you can follow me at steve Hombaker and patrick at, at p for r1 um, then you can also uh, check us out if you do want to support the show in any way, shape, or form. Uh, catch us on uh, ohthispodcast.com. It's got all the info about that or on our Patreon page. Uh, we've got that. But frankly, uh, like you said, um, it would just mean the world to us if you just shared the show um, and, and got the word out that way. Again, thank you for listening to the show. Until next time, I am Patrick. I'm Steve. And we are out. <laughs>